Welcome to today's episode of Conversations. Hey, this is our first episode in 2021. I'm Lisa Bevere, and I'm joined by my husband, John. So Conversations is part of the Messenger Network, which actually includes the Messenger Podcast, The Godmother with Lisa Bevere, and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. Today, we are so excited. We have a very special guest on the show. Yes, indeed. We do. This is our international director, Rob. He is a legend, and he is going to be with us. And for you that have been part of the Conversations with John and Lisa, if you've been part of this for a long time, you might remember that that Rob joined John and I. Uh, a few episodes for a few episodes a couple years back, but we are excited because so many of you are new, and so we want to reintroduce you to those that know him and introduce you for the very first time. And let me say this: he's more than an international director to us. Yeah. He's like a brother. He's inspired my life. Uh, we have friends that actually say, probably in heaven, all of us are going to work for Rob. I did think and, about uh, that. I I just admire this man so much. So he's a lot more than yep. an international director. But anyway, Rob, yeah. welcome to the program. Yeah, well, hey, right before we jump in, I just want to remind everybody, if you have not subscribed, we want you to take this chance to subscribe. It really helps us to get this message out. So thanks for taking the time to do that. So, hey, so, John, what do you yeah. think? Well, l- let's let me frame it like this. I I believe the next two episodes of conversations are going to be some of the most exciting for everyone listening and for their friends and for the world that we have ever done before. Lisa, that's a, I'm gonna, that's a big statement. That's a big, big, bold statement. So this conversation. I know you're excited. There's no way of being able to do this in just one episode. Yeah. So you got to understand this is a to be continued and you that are listening are going to be so blessed as a result of what we have to say, because this has been 10 years in the making. So in order to cast vision of where we're going as a big family of messenger family, and that includes everyone listening to us, we've got to look at a little bit about where we've been. Yeah, Lisa, you and I, you know, we started writing books way back in the early 1990s from a direct word from God. Those books started changing and impacting people's lives in a profound way, in a way that just really blew us away. Mm-hmm. And then in 2002, God put it in our heart to start creating courses for each of these books because we were frustrated. When we preached on a platform, people would hear one chapter, but we knew that the books had life-transforming truth that would really change people. I want to I give you a quiz. Okay. What was the first course Messenger International ever did? It was Undercover. Nope. Healing for the Angry Heart. Oh, you're right. I thought I would just say that. Oh, my gosh. It was Lisa's Healing for the Angry Heart. I just had to say it. Oh, my gosh, baby. I love it when you're first. (laughs) Anyway, so um, what we did is we started developing this, and soon over 25,000 churches in America were using these curriculums. They'd be like 12 lessons. There was a teacher's manual workbook, and there were over 1,000 churches in Australia and over 500 in England. And so... I'll never forget what happened in May 31st, 2010. You were in England speaking at a massive women's conference. I was playing golf. I was so happy about it. It was Memorial Day. I feel like that's a consistent (laughs) And so while my wife was working really hard, I came in from a great round of golf, and I thought, you know what? The house is quiet. I'm going to go down in our basement and I'm just going to read from the book of Daniel. Why in the world I was reading the book of Daniel, I'll never understand. But 
I think you know, it was. I, th- I expect that of you, <laughs> Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Amos, <laughs> Daniel. I, I expect that. So I'm reading through the book of Daniel. I'm in the second chapter towards the end, and my our whole basement filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Lisa, it was almost to the point where it was so strong, I was almost scared to move. And I'll never in my life forget the words that I heard. He said, son, you've been faithful with the English-speaking world. Now I want you to get your resources, meaning yours and mine and others eventually, into the hands of every pastor in the world that can't afford them. Now, so really, it was a mandate to resource. Yes. It was a mandate to resource beyond America, yes. beyond the English-speaking world. But the thing that really shook me was every pastor in the world that can't afford them. And I knew better. I knew John the Baptist's dad, when he said, how can that ever be done? He went dumb for nine months. I wasn't willing to go dumb for nine months. So I thought, okay, God. And Rob had just come on board with us. He had previously been with Reinhardt Bunky for 22 years. Reinhardt entered into retirement. And I, I watched Rob because he was on our international board, and he, and he wasn't, nobody had hired him. And, and, and one day I'm praying and praying. Wait, now let's just be really clear. Rob was not sitting idle. No, Rob he's never is sitting never idle. idle. He, yeah. he, was, he was doing stuff before yeah. you came along. So I took the risk and I thought, this is probably one of the men I respect most on the planet. I'm going to ask him if he'll be a part of our team. Well, he had said yes in, in 2009 or 2010. What's what's 2009? uh, 2010. (laughs) So we walked into a board meeting in January of, not a board meeting, a uh, leaders, a manager's meeting in 2011. No, no, a traumatic meeting. Yes. Yes. It was was traumatic. Yes. And Rob and Vanessa, uh, Rob's wife, and you and I and, and department managers were sitting around the table. And I said, hey, guys, you know, we've always wanted to give away more books than we've sold. How many books did we give to pastors overseas last year? And Somebody looked it up and they said, we gave 33,000 books away last year. And they thought I would be really excited. And I, 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 was, I was excited. <laughs> and I said, that's pathetic. I remember that's the words that came out of my mouth. And the whole room went a little quiet. I said, you know, this year we're going to give away 250,000 books to pastors and leaders all over the world. And the whole room went silent. And what was your description of that moment? Um, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was my reaction. I threw up in my mouth. Uh, I... I, I thought that it was an unrealistic goal. I thought that we should we should bring it down a little bit. I remember Addison and I suggesting 100,000 might be a more realistic goal. That was tripling. So, uh, But you, you uh, made a fist, slammed it down on the table, yes. and this is how I remember it. You said, my faith is attached to 250,000 books. And at that point, I remember we just thought, okay, we, we better just get on board with this because if not, he's going to up it. So we all joined hands, prayed a prayer that scared what was scared inside of us, which was, this is going to sink our ministry. This is a terrible idea. You don't give away more than what you sell. We're not a church. We don't get ties. Are you kidding? This is, this is stupid. That was what was going on in my head. But we prayed a prayer, a bold prayer and sent you away on a trip. I remember that. So I remember in that room, the only two people that really could 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 understand what I was asking was Rob and Vanessa, yeah, right? They, they, were, they, they weren't throwing up. Rob, Rob, Rob was like, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. And so um, 
up to that time, and and this is really important. I, I we usually don't talk about these kind of things on podcasts, but up uh, this that, this was eleven years ago, almost. Yeah, yeah, eleven years ago. So up to that time, the largest offering that had ever been given to our ministry was fifty thousand dollars. Well, three weeks later, a man who we didn't even directly contact our ministry through the normal channels heard about this and called and gave a $300,000 offering. And I'll never forget the same group of people. I was writing a book in Orlando, Florida. They called me and they, they, they were all laughing. It was the same group of people that were terrified by my fist going down on the table. And they said, a man heard about you wanting to give books to pastors overseas and just gave a $300,000 offering. Uh, yeah, and it was very, I mean, it was... It was a faith builder. It, it was like God saying... Yes, I care. Yep. But I, I want to I want to bring Rob into this conversation. Oh, we will. And Rob's going to dominate. The, once we set him up, he's going to dominate. But uh, four months later, another $750,000 offering came in. And God was just saying, I'm behind this. I mean, it blew us away. And, you know, that year we gave away 271,700 books. And everybody, I, I, I just want to bring you up to speed. Let's come up to 2021. We are in January of 2021. And now we are well over 41 million resources we've placed in the hands of pastors and leaders in 226 nations in 111 languages. And we're talking about just in Iran alone, a million and a half resources. Yeah, and I want to I want to add it's gone from because you keep saying pastors and leaders, pastors and leaders. It's gone from just pastors and leaders. Well, to believers that's our exciting believers. that's our exciting announcement for the no, next but I podcast mean, even with the 41 yeah. yes it he, of course Bob, it has. tell him yes i i still remember jb fussing at rob because rob was giving so much resources to women in iran and he said Rob, you're supposed to give it to pastors and leaders. Uh, this was one of the I, no, greatest I totally, aha moments I totally of my remember life. This. And and Rob started laughing and he said, "Hey, the women are the pastors and leaders in the underground church in Iran." Yep. yep. And so. and actually in many nations of the world, it's women that are leading the charge and Psalm 68:11 confirms that by saying God gave the word, great is the host of women who proclaimed it. And so as you all know, Lisa and I believe in women in leadership, women proclaiming the word of God because the Bible is so clear about it. Mary was the first evangelist, and so if you are a female and you're listening, this is one dad in the church that's saying charge, charge, charge my daughter, charge my sister, go and preach the gospel because you are making your Lord and Master very, very pleased. Don't allow anyone who's religious who takes three scriptures out of context in the New Testament to hold you back. And so, well, our and preaching the gospel isn't the same as being an elder in the church either. So, right, I mean, right. people get all so, confused. Yeah, they get it all confused. But anyway, so Rob, I know we could spend like 10 hours. 24 hours He's talking. He's one of our favorite about, storytellers. Yeah, I mean, you are an amazing storyteller, but there's so many testimonies from around the world. I just want you to take liberty and just share how this has impacted people in nations of the world. John, first of all, before I do, I just wanted to say how honored and privileged I am just to share this time with you, even to listen to the introduction. You had me laughing. You had me crying. I just saw the goodness of God, and I can really say over the last 25 years that we've known each other, I've grown to love you as close as a brother. I love you with my heart, and that extension goes out to both of you. So this is not just my job. This is my heart, my passion, my desire. This is our walk together, and I, I really love you and honor you for that. But, you know, John, the last 10 years have been truly incredible. 
22 years prior to that, I saw some amazing things. But the last 10 years have really touched my life and touched the lives of so many countless pastors around the world. If I looked at the statistics and saw that, John, you were the you were the white you were the most distributed author in the country of Cuba, in the country of Iran, the most most widely read Christian author in Mongolia, and countries where probably many people will never go. But God, and you're saying both Lisa and myself. I know that, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's some some nations where Lisa's books are more favored because there's more women in leadership. Sorry to say that. But it's the truth. It's not a competition. Not, not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and if I looked at the number of resources that are downloaded, John, it's pretty much equal. But there's, there's some capital books like The Bait of Satan, like Driven by Eternity. When I see some of them have been dis- downloaded 50,000 times just in Farsi in Iran, uh, and, and we don't know what they do with those books after that. I mean, we download it in such that we allow them to download it in such a way that they can take that PDF, they can add it to an email, and they can distribute it to every Christian in the whole of Iran. I would say that every day I get an email from Iran, somebody being blessed by relentless books, by lioness books, by beta Satan books. The, 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 the number is unlimited. But, you know, if you ask me what really touched my heart one day when I was in Cuba, and uh, we are the largest, we, we're still the only uh, distributors of Christian resources in Cuba. Can you believe that? It's been, what, 60 years since the revolution. Uh, things are pretty slow over there, but we've managed to put together a printing press, a little audio studio. We, we record all of our Spanish audio books in that little country in, in, in Cuba. And uh, the, the printing press, even today, is churning out books. But one day... Uh, to show you the hunger of the people, John, one day I went to a little church in a, in a literally in a fallen down building. The roof had collapsed and they'd moved aside the rubble and uh, just, just from disrespect, just from care. And uh, I watched the pastor and he led the whole meeting and preached from one of those little daily bread booklets. He didn't even have a Bible. I sat there. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't understand all of the Spanish. But when you saw his congregation, praising the Lord without a piano, him preaching the word of God just from that one little book and from his memory of the word, I, I was floored. I thought we have to do more in that nation. And uh, there was a, a little lady in the room and I recognized her as my next door neighbor in the apartment I stayed. And I, I handed her uh, Lioness in Spanish. I just happened to have it in my, in my, my briefcase. And I, I handed it to her and uh, I motioned and said in my broken Spanish, this is for you. She thought I was lending it to her, but actually I was trying to give it to her. She went back to her room, and the next morning I was due to leave Cuba. I went down the stairs. I had my bags packed and everything. I had my hair done, ready to go, and knocked on her door just to say goodbye. She came to the door with curlers in her hair. She'd been up the whole night. And uh, she said, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. She got the book. She gave me the book. I said, no. I said, this is for you. And she, had, she showed me that she'd handwritten the book the whole night. She copied it out. No photocopy machine, no printer, no nothing. Such was her passion for the things of God. Such was her delight of being able to receive something fresh. She'd literally handwritten almost the whole book. I was moved to tears. I gave it to her. 
she hugged me, we kissed on <laughs> at the threshold of her door. And since that day, John, we have printed seven different titles in Cuba. We, we've done several of your titles. We've done a couple of Lisa's titles. And as soon as they are finished at the printing press, the guy is waiting in his taxi and they take them and they go to the, the, the bus depot and the buses are prearranged, pre-coordinated and the driver is paid and he delivers it to a phone number in a distant part of Cuba. I mean, this is one country, John. I could tell you about 10 countries, 20 countries, 30, 50, 100 countries where there are equal, incredible miracles. But when you see one life transformed, that's just one person out of tens of millions. John, you talk about 41 million resources. Well, in addition to that, there's another 5 million downloads from the cloud library. Right up to to today's date, we did some counts. I mean, we're talking about tens of millions of people who then receive the resource and use it in their churches. I, I remember one of our partners who went to you with to Mongolia with you. His name's Josh, and he the passion, he's a businessman, but he picked me up from the airport. I'd flew down to Florida. He lives in Florida. And the passion, he couldn't stop talking. He said, John, I'm sitting in a yurk, which is a white tent, which Yurt, Yurt, y- Yurt, 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 <laughs> Yurt, uh, which is a white tent, has a little fire in the middle and, the the, and, and a thing that goes out the center and uh, 30% of the population lives in those. He said, I had no idea, no earthly idea where I was on the map. And he said, they had gotten a Driven by Attorney book. And he said, I knew they got it a month ago, and yet 10 people in that church had already read that book, and it looked like it was 10 years old. And what we don't understand in the United States is how valuable a resource is. And yet these people are desperate. Can you talk a little bit about the Lasso people, the 5 million people in northern Miramar, I believe it is, that had nothing but a Bible, and I'm not downplaying that, but they, do you know what I'm talking about? Am I saying it right? You're absolutely talking, you're saying the right thing, and it's the right nation, but just touching on Mongolia, I went with Josh, and we went to the most remote church. I specifically asked to go. It was midwinter, it was February, there was snow everywhere, and we went to the most remote church in Mongolia. It took us three and a half hours to get there. We saw nobody on the road. It was just white the whole way. We got to the small church. There was a meeting in progress. And John, on a beaten up old TV set, they were showing your curriculum, your relentless curriculum. And the place was packed. It wasn't the heat of the stove that kept the place warm. It was the heat of people's breath and people's hearts that they were literally crowded in. And uh, I spoke to the little, now she was, she must have been 90, John, 90. And she was the leader of the church, and she was just so passionate. She hugged me. She thanked me. I felt out of place. But really, when I go everywhere, I can honestly say wherever I go, whether it's Zimbabwe or, 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 or some of the Middle Eastern countries or the China, and I see the passion of people simply because they do not have. And when they get a teaching that's filled with life, filled with inspiration and God-inspired, John, they just want to read it from cover to cover, show those videos, duplicate their own. I've seen people print their own books, make their own DVDs, distribute them throughout the nations. We will never know how many how many resources have touched lives. But sorry, going back to your question, what was it? The, 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 the Lisu people. It, it, this one really touched me when you shared it with me. I know there's so many. Like I said, we could do this for 24 hours, but share a little bit about the Lisu people. Well, we've done nine languages in, in uh, Myanmar. 
and Myanmar went through a terrible time when they had a military junta and you could go to prison or simply disappear for being a Christian. And uh, some of the most Christian tribes, some 99% of the, the Chin people, of the Lisu people are Christian simply because missionaries went over 100 years ago and began to speak the word of God. And those people that were animists, those people that were t- totally atheists, uh, they began to receive the Lord and indeed the whole nation. But yet they were so isolated. The government said, you are Christians, you stay in a far place. We build no schools, no airport, no road, no electricity. And they literally lived a life on a mountainside. But yet they praised the Lord. And people smuggled in Bibles in a language that they could understand. But some of these groups, like the Lasso, never had a book by a foreign author. And uh, we did uh, the Bait of Satan. We did it in nine languages. And then one day when I was in Myanmar, a little man came to my door. He had literally traveled for two days from the Lasso region. And I couldn't speak his language. It was through a translator, but I could feel his heart. And he said to me, Brother Rob, through the translator, he said, Brother Rob, you've done all of these books for all of our tribes, but you've never done one in Lisu. I said, I've never even heard of Lisu. And he said, yes. And he told me the story of Lisu. And John, I began to weep. I thought, it's not a big language group, but we need to do something for these people. And he showed me his Bible, and I couldn't believe it. It looked like very badly printed upside down, back to front, joined characters. I said, what is this language? He says, the, the missionary who came to do the, to translate the first Bible, he had no way of writing up because we have no writing. We only have voice. And he said, so he took two typewriters and added the pieces together and eventually ended up with a typewriter that could write in phonetic language in the Lusu language. They translated the whole Bible. They translated Bible texts. But when I heard his passion for the Bay of Satan, I said, brother, we will do it. And uh, with the help of some translators in Thailand and this brother, we translate, I think, the very best uh, book we could in Lisu. It's the first one in their language by a foreign author. They are blessed a bit. They went to print 5,000 copies in, uh, in the capital city. They were all carried just before the pandemic. And so whilst the whole place has been shut down, these books have gone in, John. And all I can say now is they say, please, Brother Rob, we want this new book, X Multiplication Book. So we've done that one in Lisu. And if you look at some of those books, you think, how is this even possible? But, John, I thank God that we've gone the extra mile to touch people in such a remote part of the world that most missionaries never go to. And for, for our friends that are listening, I want you to remember that there was a guy named Lazarus that Jesus talked about, and he was begging for the crumbs that fell off the rich man's table. And we feel so privileged to not give them crumbs. We feel privileged to give them a full meal. And this is our efforts, and this is what we're talking about here. Um, and, and we have some incredible partners that have come alongside us and made that a reality. So you know, we just have watched as people said, I, I have a heart, like incredible partners yeah. that have said, wait a minute, John and Lisa, we want to sow into this. We believe this is an incredible mission outreach. Rob, I'm so excited that before everything closed down, we were already there. Yeah, that's so beautiful, that's Lisa. Beautiful. And, and and for all of our partners, now you're thinking, or all, all of you listeners are listening right now, you're thinking, you, you opened up by saying, this involves me. 
And that's where our next podcast is going to go, because not only are we going to reach all these millions of leaders, we're going to reach the hundreds of millions of people that they lead. And this has been now a year and a half joint effort on so many brilliant people's minds, but we are about to announce in the next podcast. So you're going to have to wait two weeks, and I'm sorry, but we just want to get your anticipation up. You're going to hear one of the most exciting announcements that I think we've made as an organization on how we're going to disciple the nations of the world. Now, we would say it to you that we call it spiritual, Lisa, help me with it, spiritual and transformational growth, right? That's what discipleship is. We don't want to see people... Spiritual and relational. Relational (laughs) growth, okay. We don't want to see people just get information. We want to see transformation. Mm -hmm. And, And God... You know, I always tell people, and I know Lisa feels the same way, I was the first guy to get to read the book. That's why my name's on it. These are messages from God to his church. Jesus said that the church would be built on revelation knowledge in Matthew 16. Paul said it would be built on the, re- on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Lisa and I, we realize that we carry a prophetic message, not for Lisa and John, it's for the church of Jesus Christ. He made us a steward because he would see the passion in Rob, the passion in our whole team, to get these messages into the hands of every single Christian in the world. And we're going to do it because we have a love for these people that there's no other way of explaining that love other than Jesus dropped his love in our hearts for them. And I know as you listen to us right now, that same love is probably touching your heart. So not only will you be so excited in the next podcast, but you're going to be excited for your life, the people that are close to you, as well as all these people in the nations of the world. And with that, Lisa, can you just bring a wrap to this? Yes, absolutely. You know, John, I do want to invite them to go to the Messenger International website because this is the year. Like John is saying, hey, this is coming. This is the year where we are believing that God is going to multiply that this app will actually cause us to be able to disciple people in such a way that we have never been able to disciple them before. So we want to invite you. I know that some of you may be driving. It's going to be in the notes. You need to go to the messengerinternational.org and see how you can learn about this mission and join us in the process. So you know, Rob, thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Please, please, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. When you rate and subscribe, it helps us get the message out to even more people. And I just got to say this again. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us in 2021. We believe this is going to be a groundbreaking year, and we are honored to embark on this journey with you, our podcast family and friends. I love our podcast family, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. And I just, you guys, we just like, seriously, we, we just cannot even wait till the next podcast. So we're going to re- we're going to hang up on y'all, but we're going to record it now. That's so right. until next time, this has been conversations with John and Lisa Bevere and our guest, Rob Burback. Thanks for listening to conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere, Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters, and The Messenger Podcast. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time.